Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Infinite Cup podcast. I'm your host, Robert Breton. This is an exciting episode with Adam. We really went down into the nitty gritty things about entrepreneurship, business, getting into what it means to be in this conscious community centered in the heart. We really got into Adam's path, how Adam Evans went from, you know, doing a lot of things that were serving the head, how we made that transfer into the heart centered 5D consciousness that is available to us on planet earth we just had a really good time talking about all things spirituality what we do in this modern age Uh, he's a practicing buddhist has a lot of information when it comes to spirituality not really abiding to any one thing just uplifting for the highest good of all that's what we're all about here right Thank you guys again for being here. I really appreciate your support. If you are listening to this on iTunes, make sure you leave a review. That really helps bring the rankings up in the show. Thank you so much for purchasing my book, The Real Yoga. Thank you for everything that you guys do. I love this satsang, this conscious community that we're building here at the Infinite Cup. This is truly amazing. I would not be here without you guys. Thank you all for being here. And without any further ado, here's Adam and I having a heart-to-heart all about spirituality. Spirituality. Uh, I think it's going. Yeah, it's good. It's good on your end. Can you can you hear me all right? Yep, all clear. Sweet, brother. Um, yeah, I'm excited just to have you on the show. Excited to connect with you. Been following you for a while, and just wanted to yeah connect, talk talk about spirituality, talk about all the things that you're into. I mean, we have a lot in common. I don't have any notes or anything written down. You know, my style is just very intuitive, just going with the flow, and yeah, just happy happy to be here with you. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to do these. Um, I don't do too many where I'm on other people's podcasts. Usually I'm hosting podcasts because I have one myself. So um, yeah, it's interesting. It's just fun to be on the other side of things. And uh, I think I've been on like maybe three or four um, similar type of podcasts, like spiritual niche, um, and then been invited to a few business ones. I uh, haven't done those yet, but uh, maybe at some point, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I find this, stuff, this stuff's more fun to talk about yep. than business stuff. But um, I hear you. I do the business th- stuff all day long. I don't need to talk about that on the side, you know, as a, as a hobby or a, yeah. Well, that's what we're here to do is live a spiritual life. You know, that's the end of, at the end of the day. Business is great and all. Um, I hear you, though. It's definitely a, a rising thing, right? People want to have a conscious business and have a thing in line with their passion and everything. And we're kind of in this big, you know, paradigm shift where people are wanting to get rid of all those jobs that, you know, aren't serving them anymore. And it's stepping into this new uh, entrepreneurship and social media. I mean, this digital age that we live in is just crazy. And I've had to, you know, fully embrace it myself. Uh, I was living, you know, off the grid didn't have a cell phone just in alaska for many years and it's you know been a couple of years now of me just embracing everything and having a cell phone and jumping on social media and it's been awesome man yeah so i, I totally get it and i know where people are at so for me you know my channel is just about spirituality health and wellness uh, i'm a detox specialist as well so it's something that just merging all of this together to really get this information out there to people in a very assimilable way where they can just digest it you know um, and i just look at you and all the things that you're doing uh, you're very successful and it's something that you know just sharing the light to everybody that wants to listen yeah yeah it is it is really cool having all the social media stuff and like it's it's i I consider it like a quickening and it really just speeds up the the process of delivering this information to people and that's sort of what my podcast is about i try to gear my content in that direction as well when it comes to youtube or my my own instagram page 
But um, yeah, I think as long as people realize that there, I mean, there's good and bad in everything. So social media, there's obviously a bunch of garbage. So you got to filter through all that stuff. Yes. But once you clean up your feeds and you, you know, draw in or connect with the most positive stuff possible, it can really be like beneficial to, to people to, to get on social media and use it to their advantage. Like when I first started uh, doing business stuff and everything, like um, having different types of businesses, uh, there was no smartphones and no crazy social sites. Like this was, I started before Facebook even. So it was just like uh, slowly starting to adapt this technology to what I do is, is yeah, it's really been what I've been involved in over, over the past several years now so it's cool now that anyone can pick up a smartphone though and start to make money start to like reach yeah. a mass audience and just you know you can be anywhere and smartphones are so cheap now like it's, yep. it's, it's not i think about the 12 13 year olds out there you know like we didn't have this growing up ourselves like you're saying and it's something that uh just anybody with that technology in their pocket they can literally do anything whether whatever niche they're in you know it's it's amazing so i agree with you i call it content diarrhea you know there's so much out there it's just crazy and it takes a lot of energy to kind of whittle through that but you're right once you have that particular feed and the positive people you're really going to do you know a aspire to what those people are doing so just uh, a little you know introduction for people that know about you and your podcast and everything that you're doing on the digital webs here just give a little introduction for yourself sure yeah so i mean i have um i, I don't think i'll get too much into the business stuff but i do have several businesses i've, I've been yeah. um an entrepreneur for my whole life pretty much i mean i i briefly i suppose was working somewhere like i washed dishes for a bit and then i i worked at a grocery store but i was getting paid like dirt cheap minimum wage yeah so i pretty much quit after two or three months of that and i was like no nah, i'm just gonna go full with the entrepreneurial thing um it's neat to see how it has become popular now people being like entrepreneurs doing doing it all online um so when i started that my first main business was like uh, in digital marketing and we did a lot of gaming projects for gaming like big gaming companies and stuff like that so i was in like a gaming niche um and then that turned into me just starting up all types of different businesses. So like women's clothing stores, um, dog products, like anything I can really think of, I just create it and, and do it. So um, the, the main business I have now, uh, so I actually will sell businesses off as well, but the main one I have now is a digital media marketing company. Uh, and then I have a, a podcast called We The Ether, uh, which is basically just me interviewing people. A lot of authors, uh, scientists, musicians, um, I had a Buddhist Lama on there. He's kind of a mentor of mine, Lama Surya Das. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of social media influencers as well, like uh, Vishuddha Das, uh, who's formerly Koi, Koi Fresco, uh, um, Elliot Hulse. Um, yeah, a lot of really cool people. And initially Sweet. I started reaching out to people kind of like you're doing as well, like just reaching out uh, through DM and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I find that the booking process is just a little bit like tedious. Um, oh, yeah. So... I hired an assistant uh, just recently, actually, maybe about a month ago, uh, and she's been handling all the bookings now. So uh, I mostly just reach out to people that I kind of feel that connection to or like I'm already following them and I'll message them directly. But otherwise, she just handles everything. And that just made things so much smoother now. So now the bookings just come through and then I just, you know, speak with these different people. It's, it's really cool. I consider like these type of conversations to be a digital sangha or satsang. Yeah, like a, a spiritual community that people can share and it's like a non-judgmental space where people can hold conversations so uh, i really just like talking with all those really uh, interesting people and uh, the instagram page a page for we the ether is getting pretty big as well um, so I'm, i've really been working hard on that with a few people that i work with for my different businesses and um, 
Yeah. Oh, and, the, and on my personal side, I, I am involved in health and fitness. Like I have uh, a YouTube channel around that. I have a martial arts background. Uh, I, I compete in powerlifting, um, which I haven't competed actually in over a year now. So it's hard for me to even say that, but I, I do powerlifting. <laughs> um, my last competition was really bad too. So I need to get back, but, um, yeah. well, you're juggling, you're juggling a lot of things, man. Congrats. Yeah. 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 It takes a lot of work, especially with the lifting stuff. Cause it really challenges you. Like you have to be able to get a bunch of weight off the ground. So if your central yeah. nervous system isn't in check, if you're, if your stress can bring it all down, like if you're trying to reach the peak maximal weight, hundred percent of what you can lift, yeah. it's a challenging thing and for me to compete. I'd have to, I need months leading up to that to train, yeah. get ready for it, get on a program. So I like that the challenge of the whole thing. Um, I've only been doing powerlifting for like maybe five or six years now, mm -hmm. uh, but it's, I really do enjoy it. Uh, prior to that, I was just like athletic and, and martial arts. Sweet. I think that pretty much sums up what I'm in. What I'm in yeah, no, that's great, brother. Yeah, like I said, people you know that are tapping into this, it's just awesome to see that you tapped into it so early. I'd like to call it, it's the you know the shift from that consumer to the creator, right? And obviously, you're that creator putting out all this amazing thing, whether it's in the business avenue or the spiritual avenue. There's so much to do uh, and just get out like with this opportunity with the internet and just these all you know digital wave that we kind of live in. So it's just exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting to see someone um, just thriving in it. So uh, you mentioned Lama Siridas. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. I'm just curious where, um, so would you call yourself Buddhist or would you call uh, any particular path that you resonate with? I'm just curious uh, kind of how that side every you know, started for you. Uh, you know, I, I originally, when I was growing up, uh, my mother is pretty much like a Irish Catholic, Ro Roman Catholic descent. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I was very averse to Catholicism and Christianity and religion as a whole. Yeah. I was very like almost triggering if someone talked to me about Christ or God yeah. or any of these things. Mm -hmm. um, but then eventually I, I kind of embraced this all. I, I, I was more drawn to Buddhism, which just I didn't really know why growing up. But then later I kind of became more and more drawn to Buddhism and Zen specifically. Mm -hmm. um, Lama Suryadas teaches uh, Dzogchen meditation, and he's uh, of the Dzogchen lineage, which is a Tibetan Buddhist uh, practice. Um, I'm very dr drawn to, to Zen as a whole, but I wouldn't put myself under any specific religion. Like I, I practice little bits of everything. So uh, I like how Ramdas puts it. He's like, I'm a Hindu Buddhist. You know, he just kind of just lists a lot, right? So it's more like a multi-faith. Yeah. Uh, approach because I don't feel that uh, any one particular, you know what I'd say if anything I'm I'm drawn to the to the religion of the heart, that's what I've been really thinking of a lot lately. Yeah, uh, and that's it's it's not even really it's hard to call it a religion, but it's this is just yeah. it. If I'm gonna to, to claim something as uh, worth following, it's it's the heart and and move shift everything into the heart, yeah. um, and that's what a lot of the religions communicate across. You know, it's. It's pretty yes. crazy. So, oh, hundred percent. People like when I talk to a monk or a, an author that teaches this type of stuff, they're all speaking about the heart. Yeah. Like it's uh, it connects and unifies everything. Yeah. I could not agree more. And I mean, that's the center of everything. Um, I've completely resonate with that for me. Uh, I'm certified in what's called Raja yoga. It just means Royal. So it encompasses all of the paths and it's something like Bhakti, you know, that center it, having that anchor in the heart is so important. And uh, yeah, everyone that I've interviewed, everyone that I've come across, every guru teacher, anybody always has something to say about that. Right. And uh, the word religion, we don't even have to use that. It's something that, uh, you know, whatever floats your boat. Right. So it's, if that's, what's bringing you more empowerment, 
environment and helping your life and productivity, then great, go for it. At the end of the day, we need to bring uh, you know love back into everything. That's kind of how I look at this. So every, especially with business, I'm sure you've seen that a lot. Businesses that, uh, especially nowadays, aren't you know successful because they don't have that passion, they don't have that that heart centered connection anymore. And people, I feel like, especially nowadays, are very transparent. You know, we have to be transparent in this digital age. And if you're not doing something that you love, it's just it's not going to last. So all of those things are crumbling. And I really feel like, especially here on planet Earth, it's the school of the heart, especially uh, you know unconditional love, right? Because we were all programmed in some way for duality, being in that conditional love. And now those things are slowly fading and we're coming into the real heart-centered consciousness. And whatever path gets you there, whether it's Buddhism or yoga or anything, I'm all for it because at the end of the day, that's that's what we're here to do. So uh, it's amazing just seeing the natural, you know, organic progression for someone like yourself because, I, I mean, I completely resonate with Ram Dass and everything. And it's something that we all, are doing together we're you know shedding those old layers and really encompassing what that means to live in the heart every day with every single thing that we do so uh, i commend you for that and i just uh, i think people um, are all on that evolution of the soul it just doesn't matter the pace that you're on it's just it's happening whether you realize it or not mm -hmm. that's that's a good way to put it this i like the way you said the layers because it's it's like the layers are built up from the human story at, from birth and even some yeah. could argue prior to that even mm -hmm. um so those layers, it is about just kind of peeling them away. Um, and I find when people are able to do that, they, they can find their true passion and true calling. And even when, when you mentioned about the business stuff, like if I waver in any bit with my business and if what I'm doing, if I'm not passionate about it, I see it, it like it affects the business. So it, it is something like I have to constantly be on top of. And especially if you, if anyone's listening that wants to be an entrepreneur, it's like you, you need to think about it what you're what you want to achieve and like work on it constantly like it's it's a non-stop thing you don't clock in and out it's like 24 7 your mind's going but then at the same time you can't get too caught up or wrapped up in that that logical thinking you need to then shift mm -hmm. to the heart so run everything through the heart it's like your filter you know yeah. and, and and that's really the uh <laughs> that's the important part when i was younger <laughs> i didn't i just did everything yeah. in the head now mm -hmm. I have to filter everything through the heart afterwards because that has a great tool. It's a great piece yeah. of technology, the brain. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. I love to study the brain as well. That's like, uh, so part of, part of my pastimes, I just love to listen to audiobooks and just, uh, read constantly. Uh, I pretty much stopped listening to music though. I love it. But, um, outside of chanting, I still listen to chanting and, uh, and audiobooks. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's anything that's uplifting to your consciousness. Uh, slowly, uh, you know, as people get awake or more aware, it's something that, you know, you have to really be strict about what you let into your energy field, right? And uh, over time, I mean, just like you, certain music, certain uh, movies, certain things you understand are just, you know, not producing the type of energy that you're after anymore. So you have to do things that are uplifting and things that are going to help your business and help your, you know, romantic life, everything. If it's not serving that, then it's got to go. And and that's kind of, I get questions, I'm sure you do all the time as well about how to, you know, what optimal performance or keywords, you know, all the time. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's just, this is a daily practice. And like you're saying, it's 24 seven, especially if you're an entrepreneur, uh, this is something that you have to be aware of all the time. And you're right. I feel like what's happened is that the old shift was to the brain, to the head. And now we have to learn to undo that and, and filter through the heart, like you're saying, because a lot of the things, um, that might seem logical aren't serving us any longer. It's, uh, 
it's very temporary and it might seem good on paper but when you put it into a practice it just doesn't feel good and now we're shifting into our feelings and our emotions and really cleansing all of those you know impurities out and i think it's just exciting to see it um you know become popular on social media something like you know embracing emotional trauma or, or something like yoga or tai chi or whatever like that is is having this reinsurgence right i mean it's been around for thousands of years but all of a sudden it's really you know becoming alive again because i think people are just tired of the old ways you know they're tired of all the things that they're happening whether it's the pharmaceutical end or the food end i mean we can talk all about it it's just crazy how something as ancient as you know buddhism or yoga is now really popular because the world is just in so so much need right now mm -hmm. yeah it, i think it's just because they get to that point where it's like too much information too much garbage too much nonsense and and then people just need to turn inwards at that point because yeah. it's too much it's too much seeking i was talking with um an author yesterday uh, on a podcast and he mentioned the realm of the hungry ghosts which which is basically a buddhist concept mm -hmm. and it's constantly trying to feed this this hungry ghost that's it never is satiated never satisfied yeah. so when you realize that like you can have all the money you can have all the social media likes all the yeah. followers everything but if you're you're just feeding it's you're dumping dumping it into an endless well so once someone comes to that realization then then they they turn back and look inward and then they find yeah. like uh you know something that's more deeply rooted in, in truth and reality yeah. as opposed to such vis visceral passing fleeting things that yeah. is social media and all this stuff yeah. again great tool uh, but needs to be used like wisely. Uh, I, I like to just say you kind of have to sit in a, in a position of like the witness or have a certain awareness mm -hmm. as you're using these things. Mm -hmm. And if you feel something affect your energy, if you feel like, oh, this isn't, as you said, serving me, then you can kind of do away with it. And it's pretty quick. And then the results of those actions is very quick as well. Like if it's like, like a sailboat. And if you adjust course just slightly in any decision mm -hmm. you make, it yields massive results if you look at it like two, three, four, five years down the road. Yeah. And it's just about having these certain uh, foresights um, as opposed to to trying to rely on hindsight when you when you yeah. reach that and you're like, shit, uh, fuck, I fucked up. I could have done this two years ago. Yeah. But if you have that, if you take that time and you can use the heart and filter it and don't just rely on the TikTok brain, mm -hmm. then you can have start to have this foresight or insight or intuition, as some people call it. Yeah. I agree. I agree completely. And it's all for me, it's all about experience, right? That's the thing that's going to create that sustainability throughout time. And I'm curious for you, what was that, uh, you know, one thing that kind of made that shift, you know, from your head to your heart? Was it a particular uh, class or music or experience? I'm just curious, what was that for you? There's always something that kind of um, really sends people over the edge, right? Where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm centered in my heart now. I'm not just going to go do that thing anymore, whatever that old thing was. It's, it's usually something pretty uh, dramatic in one person's life. And I'm just curious what that was for you uh, I, so for me it was probably um i'm just thinking it's probably about maybe seven or eight years back and it was uh just as i just said it was being very successful but not being happy yeah and it was just like just being so like depressed and upset and uh, i was going out like constantly drinking i got overweight like if, if you go to my personal Instagram page and scroll down, I'll probably post an updated one. Like, but I have a transformation photo where I'm like just a fatty. Yeah. And then I like, cause I was eating poorly. Um, yeah. Super overweight from drinking. I, I 
a few nights I would just be throwing up so much from drinking and then like I would start vomiting blood a little bit from my esophagus like just the lining of it Mm -hmm. um, from the excessive throwing up so I was like this is crazy and I'd be like on the like people make memes of this stuff but you're on the on the uh, bathroom floor laying down and it's like you know, the praying to the porcelain gods because you're, you're just like, well, why is this happening to me? Why oh, yeah. do I feel this way? But you're just punishing the body. And this is this is all ego. Mm-hmm. Like ego punishes the body because right? mm-hmm. it holds on to blame, resentment, fear, anxiety. It's like it thrives on these things. So mm-hmm. I had to recognize this. And then I listened to some books, Eckhart Tolle books. Great. So the, the Power of Now. Yeah. Um, also Tao Te Ching was one that really did it for mm-hmm. me yeah. because, uh, especially, I think it's the Stephen Mitchell translation of it. Uh, I listened to that repeatedly over and over and over again, uh, pretty much so I could recite it. And then at that, which I was kind of what I do with things now, it's like, if something mm-hmm. resonates with me, I'll just repeat it over yeah. and over again. Mm-hmm. I do it a lot like with the Hanuman Chalisa. Mm-hmm. Um, also a really good book for that is, uh, the Diamond Sutras. Uh, or or the the Shiva Sutras as well. Like mm-hmm. they're very good just to constantly bring you back into that space, you yes. know, the heart space, the heart center. And yeah, so really I had to like just recognize that ego and, and the realm of the hungry ghost, as I mentioned earlier. And once I came to that realization, I knew that I had to go on a path that was just more conducive with uh, just being like health, healthy for me, you know? So I just started losing weight. Um, and then just starting to try to create content and help other people do the same thing. And that's, I feel like that's part of my, my purpose is to create 100%. content or, or create a platform to help other people do the same. Because otherwise it's like, why, why be here? You know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I had the same similar journey. I feel like we all have to go through that. And the uh, the suffering, you know, is what opens us up, right? That thing, although we don't, uh, you know, really admit it or want to be in it when it's happening. It's just that's what really opens up the heart and allows these opportunities to happen. Otherwise, you'd still be, you know, drinking like that and doing all those horrible things. So it's something um, I think everybody uh, will go through eventually. I have no judgment on how it happens. It's just interesting to me how at the end of the day, that suffering is the experience that's necessary to create this open heart in order to actually take that shift and um, you're right the ego 100% is you know in the game and it's if, unless we have you know parents that were teaching us or something you know that were very young then this is going to happen organically like that because I, I really believe that this is going to happen to everybody and it's just a matter of time and how much you like embrace it right because someone like yourself with your personality it's just like go 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 and then you took the party you know to that phase and then you can only go so far. Like, I don't care what, how party, whatever uh, thing you're into, whatever toxic uh, drug, uh, you know, alcohol doesn't matter. It's like you're all, you're going to hit that wall eventually. And same thing with money, same thing with, you know, anything material, right? It's like, you're going to hit that wall and it's like, it's not creating that happiness anymore. And everyone will soon find, it doesn't matter how many cars you have or businesses or whatever, you will eventually learn that lesson. And I'm just, you know, thankful for me that happened early on. So I just don't have to create that, you know, repetition in my life. And there's something, you know, that resonated me with when you were talking because you have to put this into a practice, right? And it's something, you know, with your audiobooks and with uh, what you're talking about with mantras and affirmations, like just putting this into your field constantly, right? That's the thing I think people are missing. Like uh, for people that are listening and watching, you know, it's like there's no magic pill, there's no recipe, there's no one overnight anything. This doesn't happen for, you know, everybody like that. It's something that you have to put into practice every single day. And you're, you're putting in the work 
work obviously it shows through your you know social media outlets and something like for me too that's why i had to you know jump on board with all this because you have to really show people what you're doing you have to be transparent about it and show the you know the books you're reading and the practices that you're doing and it's something that you have to put in that work you have to do the you know quote unquote inner work right and that's the thing that we're all doing it's just the way that i look at it it's like the speed like the evolution like how how bad do you want it you know how how much are you willing to do i uh, like the analogy of like we have to want it like the drown, drowning man wants his last breath right if you really think about that analogy it's like wow we're living you know a life that we're just taking everything for granted and we're very it's not uh conducive to the soul right and for me I had to, you know, figure this out by changing my environment. Um, a lot of the things that I was absorbing were in my environment. You know, a lot of people's issues and things that I was attracting into my life was coming from my environment. And I tell people, just change your environment. You know, we all have that judging mind. And it's all about putting yourself in the right environment for you to thrive rather than just constantly blaming yourself and constantly, you know, being in that judging victim mentality, you know. Yeah, the cells of our body, they, they learn basically from mm -hmm. the environment we put ourselves in. And this goes from even your thoughts, like everything. I post a lot on the, my podcast Instagram that everything is vibration, everything is frequency, like yes. it all, it all impacts like how you how you manifest, how you project, how you emanate yourself into the world. It all comes from your thoughts and your actions and your environment that you put yourself in. And that's done through your actions. Um, yeah, it's uh, I try to just surround myself with as much positive things as I can, because like like you said, it's, it's a constant practice 24 seven, because like the second you wake up, it's like everything you experience is not necessarily going to be contrary to a, a spiritual practice. But the time we live in, like if you just walk around a major city, it's like there's not much spiritual stuff going on. It's just like yeah. a bunch of, you know, so you have to like put yourself do some sort of practice so that you can then see like see the love in everything, see the God in everything. Yes. You can just like walk around and, and be in that space and then hopefully help others or share that space with other people as well. Yeah. That's the end. I mean, the selfless service is kind of, uh, you know, the empathy. These are the end results that we're talking about that every human is going to reach. Uh, it's something that we all have that within us because once you reach the top, it's like, oh, you just want to, you know, help other people. You want to, you know, put your arm down there and say, come on, you know, let's do this. You know, it's inevitable. And uh, I've, I've had a very similar progression in the body. You're just living life by what you can only see with your two eyes. And then you're opened up to this magical, you know, universe that's beyond everything that you can ever comprehend and that happens through whatever you know suffering or mystical kundalini you know whatever word you want to use there and this is something that like i said it's all happening it's just a matter of how much we can shift into that conscious mind and do this consciously rather than living you know by the subconscious which is you know just tied into repeated memories and these things that's where a lot of suffering is happening for people i believe it's just tied to the subconscious rather than actively changing and taking action on what you're trying to create and be that change in your community in your state in your whole world and that will ripple out just like you're saying with energy i'm a big fan of the law of attraction uh, the law of magnetism is what it's called in yoga right everything in energy everything is energy and if you can just focus on that and have that mindfulness practice to be able to be aware of your thoughts i love what you're saying too about ram das and you know the the witness mode or the observer mode because it's what i like to call the cosmic view if you just step back you know and get into this cosmic view 
and get out of that little small self and connect with your higher self and connect to your intuition and actually be guided through life rather than listening to that small self, the ego that's always tied to sense gratification and getting you into misery and pain all the time. That roller coaster gets very tiring after a while, very exhausting too. So you you tend to you know want to reach for something a little bit more sustainable, a little more uplifting to the soul. And for me, yeah, changing my environment, being in ashrams, living in temples, changing my diet, lifestyle, everything, you know, comes down to that because we are energy, you know, and the more, like I said, you can do it consciously, the more results that you're going to get and then you're going to feel within your everyday life. I like how you even said before, like, how bad do you want it? Like, Mm -hmm. if you really think of, you can actually do a practice or if anyone's listening, I even suggest doing it, but practice meditating or doing meditations on death or dying. Mm-hmm. So bring yourself to a place of dying or death. It will be painful. Like you will probably, I've, I've cried before doing it because you're, oh, yeah. you literally have to bring, to bring yourself to that place. You have to envision losing everyone you've ever known, every, every memory you've ever had. Yeah. And this, this practice is a, is a good practice leading one into actual death or someone if they want to try psychedelics, because if they do psychedelics, the, you're, you're pushed over the cliff of that, as opposed to taking the meditation which is you just slowly inching up to the edge. And maybe you're not going to reach that edge on this particular day, but in a week after five, seven days of practice, you'll, you'll get to that edge and maybe you'll jump over. But if once you do that jump, then you can realize that like how bad do you want it? This is all there is like Mm -hmm. coming to this realization, this awakening. This is like the only thing that, you know, this is like goal number one, self mastery and, and, and being able to, to awaken yourself and have that, allow your your soul your spirit or your higher self what are you going to call it flow through freely without the fog or the obstruction of ego Um, like ego is pretty much inherent it's like our our world is a stage and we all just put on these masks and these costumes but after it's done after the play is done we take them off if you're you're a fool if you if you think that's your that's for shit (laughs) right (laughs) yeah you you walk off stage with your costume you go outside and was like what are you doing man like you got your costume (laughs) on still and we all have to realize like and and bringing yourself to the point of death it actually will allow you to even bring yourself to the point of realizing your true self or your original face from before you were born which is like a buddhist or zen um teaching or koan even um and it, it helps someone realize that original face because it's the same as the uh, the one after death and now I've had actually some interesting trips where uh, I had a DMT trip coming out of it and it was uh, your original face is theirs her original face is that of the other perceived other yes. in the play because it's all just one drop in the same ocean mm-hmm. at, that, at that plane so you know we all have certain individual aspects of ourselves and, and, and our personalities but it's it's some of it come from higher self or soul plane but most of it's ego so yeah. It's just allowing it to allowing that other uh, higher whatever. I don't even like. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's hard. It's hard to get out of duality. You know, we, we're very much stuck into it. Higher, lower, hot, cold, up, down. And that's what we're doing. All of these things, you know, is where we started. We can go. We can get new agey and call it 3D and, you know, shifting into the 5D conscious. Absolute self is good. Abs- yep. Like, yeah, it's, it's absolute. It's at this, this le- level that's beyond time. It's like it is. infinite. Uh, it boundless is. it has no fear it has no death yeah. it has no parents mm-hmm. it is it is pure cosmic energy if you want to call it that yeah. and and it, and it's sourced from love 
And love is even a cheesy word to use to describe. <laughs> I know. I know. I like to throw the word unconditional love on it because that's kind of the, you know, the difference there. It really describes it because it's, I know, I know. Tied or associated to what you would receive from a parent or give to yes. your child. But I feel yes. it even supersedes this. It, does. It, has, it has absolutely no conditions whatsoever. If yeah. you throw things at it that are fear, any anxiety, anything, it dissolves immediately yeah. upon just the radiant yeah. glory of this love. Yeah. Like it's, it, it dissolves. I've had meditations where I've, I've tried to greet and know this love and it, it dissolves my flesh, my bones. I'm like in yeah. the, the friggin' Avengers movie and Thanos <laughs> snapped his fingers yes. and I'm just like Shh, gone. And yeah. it's just all that's left is my heart. And, yes. and it's, that's why I know that the heart is, is part of this, this gateway because all that's left connects to the source that's so radiant yeah. is the heart. So, 100%. No, spot on. And like I said, it's this natural progression, this evolution of the soul that we're all a part of. And the more you can bring that into practice, like what are you doing to you know, feed that soul, feed the heart? Because at the end of the day, that's really where the magic is in life. And that's what we're here to do. Um, the death experience is huge because that's, you know, until you lose it all is when you start embracing it, right? And start being grateful for even the smallest things. And that's the thing is a lot of people right now are basically trying to play God, live on top of this totem pole. I mean, I've had, uh, you know, plenty of psychedelic experiences and then many uh, natural experiences like something in Alaska as simple as seeing a bear right when you see a bear that's like 30 feet from you it's like whoa it's like this awareness not a fear base like oh this is going to eat me but very much an awareness like whoa and then you just get knocked down a few points in that totem pole you know it's like wow that was very humbling and something like that you know the way that I look at it is every human had that you know in their normal life and now because we live in such a domesticated world and things are so you know different it's uh, you know that got replaced with your boss and that flight or fight response has changed you know when you see your boss when it should have been a bear and blah 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 like those chemicals and those you know neuroreceptors all those things are happening there's no different you know as far as the dna and what's happening with the chemical reaction in our body it's just our environment has changed so much whether it's the food we eat uh, you know the animals everything is completely different so the more the way that I look at it, what I've done in my life is put myself in, you know, very wild, uh, you know, unpreserved, undomesticated places where I can, you know, bring that soul, bring that connection, you know, happen kind of organically where it, to me, it's happening to a lot of people like, um, traditional people, people that still live off the land, people, hunter gatherer type people, those few that are still out there, like they're living what we're talking about right now without any books and without any uh, religion, quote unquote, or anything, right? Because they're still closer to that, you know, preserved natural earth. And here we are, uh, you know, in the Western world or something that's just very different than everything used to be and it's like like i said earlier with those layers if we can just take all of those back that's our true natural state and i think a lot of people are basically unhappy because of that because of these conveniences whether it's just something as like you know as simple as a refrigerator or a toilet or whatever you know all of these things are you know really messing up our natural rhythms you know i'm not saying that the toilet's bad or whatever i'm just saying we have to like for me i have to put a lot of things into my life just to kind of get back to that nature, get back to that wild, you know, essence that really makes us human. Uh, that automatically centers us in our heart because we're grateful. Like, you know, for me, whether it's collecting my own water, uh, you know, getting food, things like that. I love foraging. I love doing, you know, things like that. And it's like, that's what really connects me into what we're talking about here. And it makes me feel whole again. I don't really get that when I go to the grocery store, you know? <laughs> I know what you mean. I prefer to go to farmer's markets, but I do go to the grocery yes. store now. Farmer's markets are great. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and I do like, I don't have too much space to grow my own. I mean, I could grow a lot of my own stuff, but uh, I'm in pretty much moving to a new place to to get more farm space and to get like a chicken yeah. coop and all this other stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I lived in the center of the city of Toronto for many years, like eight, eight years or so. And that's just crazy. It's chaotic. So, I mean, yeah. like now I'm just on the outside of it and I'm, I'm just moving a little bit further next. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's pretty much that's why I think if, if you have a regular practice or if you listen to things constantly like chants or mantras, it's really like if you're on the toilet using the fridge, all these luxuries, listen to something that's going to just keep you in a good place. So, you, you know, and then go out and go for walks in nature and then go camping and then you can yeah. appreciate like when i come back from camping i appreciate everything like a nice yes. bed oh my god like <laughs> that is amazing when you come back um yes. or if i go for a long hike it's just uh i go for hikes often and i have two dogs so um, they pretty much keep me out all the time yeah um, I, I talk a lot about nature bathing forest bathing they're good there's some um, good research yeah, yeah, isn't it funny like the, how the science, you know, is proving this stuff, like this mystical, you know, stuff or whatever that's been around for a long time and uh something as simple as like earthing, right? It's like, yes, we can talk about the science and like the negative ions and all the EMF, you know, exposure that we have these days and it's something as simple as taking off your shoes and walking around barefoot is going to help your body. I mean, it's something that it's just kind of exciting to see science uh, you know, I think quantum physics has the best language right now that's slowly trying to, you know, prove all of these things and at the end of the day we you know the energy that we're talking about you know the, all the things that we thought were real are not real at all they're not physical they're not tangible right it's something that's uh, ever evolving our definitions and our terminology and vocabulary of this uh, you know ecstatic states or these transcendental states and to me you know the path of the yogi the thing that I've um, prescribed to is like we have to do um, something every day that connects us with that higher self or our soul and really anchor in that heart centered consciousness right we have to do do something every single day as a practice, like you're saying, you know, if you're using the toilet or refrigerator, like you're listening to audiobooks and things, things that are going to really anchor you in that. Otherwise, your environment and the people are just going to take that away from you. They're going to put you right back into the head and to the ego and to this, you know, numbing kind of state that a lot of people, I call it the zombie mode, right? When I um, am traveling, like I'm from California and there's a lot of, uh, you know, whether it's the old job, I worked in a grocery store as well, worked at Whole Foods for a while and I like, walk back in there. It's just like these complete zombie mode people are not happy you know stocking shelves and stuff you can see these layers where people are basically not um, abiding to that higher self right and that's what happens there's this disconnect when you're not listening to that intuition when you're not listening to your guides and a lot of people are abiding to the head you know abiding to that mind that voice that says just pay your bills and do this and do that and they're not really even thinking about the heart at all it's like a vacation or whatever they get once a year type of thing and that's not okay to me <laughs> it's really not um it just you know it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of energy to kind of go against the grain because of this you know world that we put ourselves in yeah yeah we really are kind of immersed in it but yeah as long as as long as someone has some good practices to ground or anchor them yeah. as you said it's really it, yeah. it really can help bring you back or bring you back into reality <laughs> anyway yeah Yes, 100%. Well, cool, brother. Yeah, I'm just curious, any other practice that you want to share with people that are listening, like that you do, whether it's meditation or you mentioned martial arts, that's a wonderful practice. All of these things, like I said, are, are rooted in something that's very amazing and, and mystical that helps keep us in that heart-centered you know, consciousness. And I'm just curious for you. Uh, I think lifting weights uh, is, mm -hmm. is important because it helps. At first, it helps ground, ground yeah. the person. Um, but also 
when you're getting to lift things that are first just challenging yourself with that yeah. is great too the feeling i get from lifting something very heavy is it's akin to like a high a crazy high yeah. like a shroom high or a dmt high yeah. but it's it's it, i'm not up in the clouds with this high i'm grounded in the high mm -hmm. it's a completely different type of high yeah. and it, it's because you're releasing all the biochemicals that are re readily available in your body yeah. you're, you're just your central nervous system is getting great benefits from it as well your immune system your overall health you're, you're triggering triggering your fight or flight if you're doing a, you know a heavy squat in my case if i'm throwing on you know like lots of weight on a squat yeah. And I'm down in the bottom. I'm like, oh boy, this could crush me. Like I do have safety <laughs> pins, but yes. you know, and, and I know how to fail and bail out because I've been yeah. training for many years. But you know, there's always inherent risk in this thing. And it's if you want a, a nice way to challenge yourself and trigger that fight or flight and come through it on the other end, yeah. it's a magical experience to yeah. to then have that achievement. And when I see people that have not started weightlifting or powerlifting or strength training of any sort, like, um, and then they start, just like the confidence they build for themselves is so amazing. So yeah. um, that's a practice I would suggest. Also intermittent fasting or time restricted eating mm -hmm. is really important as well because when you restrict yourself of foods, now you can start to get in, again, bring yourself back into resonance or into a, a, a harmony uh, with all things, with, with like yes. the universe, you feel it when, you, yeah. when you're fasting. Uh, I'm not a fan of of no water, like dry fasts, Sure, but some people do that because they're, inter they're interested in um, kind of taking the water away from your gut because uh, you want to clear out certain like bad biomes and whatnot and you want to get healthy yeah. gut microbiome so yeah. i'm not a huge fan of that though so i, I think water fasts are good but yeah. some people do the dry fasting mm -hmm. uh, i'm trying to think of any other practice i mean those those two are really are really quite effective. yeah i like to think of it too uh, my my theory is like those things exactly what we're talking brings you into the now like when you're squatting, when you're you have that weight on you, you can't think about the future. You can't think about the past. You're you're there. You can't think about your dogs. Yep, yep. You're. So mm hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Whatever you know, practice can center you in the now. That's how I look at this because I agree with you. For me too, it's more like endurance things. I love riding my bike, you know, thousands of miles and doing things, pushing that bar, whatever that means. I love rock climbing, doing things I've never done before. When I'm, you know, climbing on that rock and you're looking down, it's like you know, you you don't have time to be scared or do anything. You have to push it, you know. And I think that's what's missing right now is whatever that is um, that's keeping you from experiencing that that happiness is because you're not in the now you're not you know you're distracted and we live in a world you know with our phones and social media or whatever we're basically constantly distracted like 90 percent of the day i would say and for me like something as simple as meditation that's you know something i do every day that will you know purposely i try to do every day to bring me into that now in a very conscious clear way weightlifting whatever it doesn't matter what you're doing whatever you can do to really center you in the now because that's where the magic is in life and uh like i said what you're riding your bike whatever that practice is that's going to bring you into the heart that's going to activate things you know we can talk about the chemicals and your nervous system all those wonderful things but it's something that i think is essential just to have a healthy happy life and people need to do more 
more of whatever that is. Uh, also, we didn't talk about this, but it's the same thing as um, like going up on stage or doing public speaking or anything like that, right? Like it doesn't have to be physical is my point for somebody listening or watching that, uh, you know, is not interested in meditation or uh, lifting weights. It's like you just have to challenge yourself and even talking to a new friend, like going out to a public place, right? And saying hi to that girl or to that boy or whatever, um, that's going to produce that same energy, right? Because it's really centering you into the now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't be a mechanical human being and just yes. like, like uh, walk around the world like that. You got to take yourself out of that and to do it. Yes. Yeah. Challenge yourself here and there. I love that. I love that. What you've said with mechanics, because I feel like that's where um, like the world is headed, you know, this AI mechanical robot, you know, world, that's where all this energy is happening. And the more that this is happening towards that, the more that these practices like what Ram Dass talks about, or any spiritual teacher talks about those teachings are going to become more valuable as time goes on. And I, I've already seen that it's just amazing how quickly it's happening because of this, you know, artificial um, world that we live in, whether it's the food, you know, what I mean, like we're being blinded, on every corner even the water we drink everything you know is very toxic on the surface but you don't really think about it right it's very invisible and that's kind of the world we live in now we've kind of transferred into this invisible warfare so that's why we got to be conscious about everything that we do every thought every you know drop of water and i I completely agree with you with fasting too it's something that i've done quite a bit and you don't have to take it to that extreme as dry fasting though a lot of people that are into that it's the same thing it might take a dry fast to bring them into the now you say because they're so distracted and life and it's not until you have that you know feeling in your gut the core of your being and you haven't had food or water for you know 36 hours or something where it's like but you're you're centered you're you're connected right there and uh even food right could be that distraction that's taking us out of the now and and throwing us into this other emotional comfort or this other thing that's not in line with our highest good of all is what i like to say Food can be like something that is going to bring you into memories. It's going to bring yeah. you into, uh, it, it, it's crazy what it does. Like, because you're yeah. taking in these, it, it's, it's weird. It's like the, when I've had, when I've been high and, and tried to eat, I like don't even want to eat. Like exactly. if, I, if I've been on psilocybin mushrooms yeah. and someone puts like the a most amazing looking cheeseburger in front of me, yeah. I'm just like, what is this? Like, <laughs> what if I'm not high? I'll devour that thing. Yeah, so yeah. it's, uh, I find fasting is going to bring someone close to that sort of high type of state that they would be in from any sort of psychedelic. Yeah. Which is the same you would get from deep breathing, prana, anything, Wim Hof method or meditations, you know, anything to get you to that high space. I also, again, do find it's important not to stay up there all the time, though, in that high space, which is why I think the weightlifting is great because it's the grounded high. It brings you back down, but still gives you some sort of like a really great um, sense of accomplishment. Yeah, no, you're totally right. The way that I mean, when you say the word high or, or ground, I just think of chakras, right? I don't know how familiar you are, but it's like a lot of people are basically stuck in their first two chakras and they need this, uh, you know, kundalini, they need the shift into the higher chakras. And that's important. But you're right. Um, you can't stay up here in your head and crown chakra forever. You know, you got to come back down. It's about balance. It's not about this, you know, blast off experience. You're like you're incarnated, right? Yeah. Even when I get high, sometimes the message delivered to me is like, what are you doing here? Oh, dude, that's the only message I get. That's the only message I get now because the magic is here. You know, you have a physical body for a reason. You have a very specific purpose and mission that you're supposed to do. Otherwise, you wouldn't have this form at all. So um, I think right now people um, are are desperate for that high, you know, getting out of their body and stuff because of the world that we live in and these things that we've talked about, whether it's the food or the artificial intelligence or whatever. People just, you know, want sincerity 
security. They want truth, you know, and that's that's really what it is. And this shift that's happening, you know, you have to figure out how you can do it sustainably. Um, for me, it's meditation. You know, weightlifting is wonderful, you know, because a lot of those things, even psychedelics, they can not be sustainable, right? They can lead you to places that you are going to hit that wall eventually. So you have to find something that's, you know, going to keep you from hitting that wall where it's it's endless. It's infinite. It's that practice. Like when I meditate, when you're lifting, it's like you can always do more. You can always, you know, get more out of it. It's not like boring. It's never going to, you know, create that down, you know, effect. Like you're saying, I like how you worded it too, because you're staying rooted and grounded, even though you're getting this high. Because a lot of people, like I said, are just blasting off and they're not, you know, coming back to earth sort of thing because, and I, and I get that because again of our conditioning, you know, we have, you know, birth, old age, disease, and death, and it sucks, you know, it's something that we all have. And that's all, you know, that contract that we signed in order to get here on planet earth. And it's something that we all have to do. It's just not very comfortable, right? This is not our home. This is something that we, it's very temporary, uh, you know, in the cosmic view in this longer spectrum that we're all doing. And it's something that we need to have that practice that keeps us rooted, like you're saying, grounded, and also creates that, you know, shift in our energy and balances the chakras, because otherwise, we're just not going to be happy, you're going to get trapped in one of those chakras. And, you know, there's going to get blockages, and there's going to create a lot of suffering in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I like you mentioned Kundalini. I haven't practiced it too much. But um, my, my wife, she does a lot of that stuff. Uh, oh, you're I, doing I it. She, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't do the actual, some, you know how they have the exercises and the breath work. Oh, and, yes, uh, you're talking about the Kriyas, like the actual yeah, Kriya, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the totally. actual practice to, yes. yeah, 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 I haven't, uh, I think I've done it a couple times, but um, it, it, very interested in that as well. Yeah. I post some stuff about that on, on the podcast, Instagram. Um, cool. Yeah, that's really neat. Awesome, brother. Well, yeah, um, yeah. thanks for being here. Uh, I don't want to take too much of your time. How can people find you? Let's plug your channel, plug your podcast, all the good things that you're doing in the digital world. And yeah, this, yeah. thanks again for being here. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. And again, I love having these chats. They're, they're uh, a bit outside the norm because, you know, I might just hop on like some random business call next and have to talk about something like that. <laughs> <laughs> really different looking at Excel sheets and all this stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah, to find me, it would be uh, just Adam Evans on Instagram or We the Ether on Instagram is the podcast. And then, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I mean, you can YouTube Adam Evans or just Google search Adam Evans, stuff, stuff like that. Awesome. Cool, brother. Well, thanks again for being here. Um, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, as well, yeah, thanks for inviting me and, and coming on. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll talk again soon. Yeah, anytime, brother. Appreciate See you. Again.